This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Stag's Stories. Whilst this episode is an absolutely brilliant listen, and I'm not just saying that, I have to warn you that it does contain some very strong language. Somewhere along the lines of 36 different occasions there are swear words in this show. At least they're the ones that I remember to write down. You have been warned, but it is a cracker. So sit back and enjoy Stag's Stories, the glory of the Amber Generation with Captain Les Robinson. They say that success is built on strong foundations. So when 20 years ago, when Stuart Watkiss took the reins of Mansfield Town's first team, a side which was full of his youth team starlets, fans dared to dream of achieving promotion. There were twists and turns along the way and it went all the way to the wire. But in the end, Watkiss and his side made dreams come true. Ball into the area for Kelly, keeps possession, drives it across the edge of the six-yard area, cleared as far as Hassel, back into the box it goes, and we're in front! Mansfield have it, and it's Andy White! It's absolutely nuts at field mill! Corner then, he's going to take this corner, holds both arms aloft, the uh, referee waiting to give the signal, Williamson's on the goal line, Greenacre's near the near post, into the area it goes, Tankard heads it goalwards, it's in! It's Andy White! Andy White's made it 2-0! And now we have a little bit of a comfort zone. The referee looks again at his watch. It's just about over. Three seconds remaining. The referee's blown and Mansfield are promoted to Division 2. Scenes of jubilation at Field Mill. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast and 20 years on, we're recalling the stories from that historic campaign with those at the heart of it all. This is Stag Stories, the glory of the Amber Generation. Well, here we are yet again, gluttons for punishment, delving back into the past 20 years ago when Mansfield Town last won uh, promotion within the Football League. We're loving these stag stories. Last week we had Kevin Pilkington on the podcast. Obviously this week, always alongside me, Andy White, my co-host. Andy, who have we got with us today? Well, Craig, today a very special guest, um, Mr Mansfield, started his career off at the Stags way back in 84. Um had a brief spell away at Oxford where he made um, many appearances over a 10-year span. So I know Oxford United fans um, see him close to their heart, but he's, he's a proper stag. Came back in 2000, helped guide the lads to promotion in uh, 0102. It's uh, the man, Les Robinson. 
Good to Evening, see you, James. mate. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. As Andy said there, I don't think you can get a much uh, better introduction, can you, that, Robbo? Uh, I deserve that, to be fair. He's got, a po- <laughs> He's got a point, mate. Obviously, bought up in Shirebrook, um, you know, stags through and through, um, started my career there and ended it there. It was, you know, great way to end my career. Yeah, absolutely. With the captain's armband on as well, wasn't it? See, memory serves me correct. Yes, it was, mate. Uh, <clears throat> it's a funny one, actually, because, um, you know, that was part of part of reason I came. Do you know what I mean? Uh, my dad had been unwell and he, he, he couldn't get down to Oxford anymore. And Bill offered me, uh, you know, a two-year contract week um, with, you know, captaincy thrown in as well. And they were, you know, that's what it was about. Uh, I wanted to be captain of Mansfield. You know, I love the place and, you know, local local lad and all that. It's just great, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, so that's why I signed, funnily enough. And then uh, <coughs> we'd, we'd gone about six weeks into first, um, into pre-season. And uh, I don't know if you remember, Stuart Hicks, um, uh, Bill, Bill come to me and said, um, you're a captain anyway. Everybody knows you're a leader. If we give it him, you know, he'll... Uh, his, I'm sure his performances will improve a bit, but I weren't having any on it. So no chance, no chance. That's that's what I'm there for. You know, proud is you know massively proud occasion for me to, uh, especially to get promotion as well. Do you know what I mean? It was it was fantastic. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it certainly is. It's certainly something I think every kid that grows up supporting Mansfield uh, yeah. dreams of. I mean, I was never any good at being a at playing football so becoming a footballer was never a thing for me I'm fortunate enough that I get to follow this passion and be able to talk to the likes of you guys and, and, and that's sort of as close as I think I'll ever come but me and Andy were sort of chatting before you uh, logged on and Andy was sort of try- yeah and be- <laughs> even be- even before that Andy was uh, sort of trying to because he was looking back through your Wikipedia and stuff and sort of when you first signed, it was something like 1984, and then obviously it was the, the early noughties when you sort of ended your career. And Andy was sort of trying to figure out how old you were, and I said to Andy, look, I ain't asking him. So <laughs> you can ask I made him guess. <laughs> I, I make him guess. 41. How old were you when you finished playing, when you were back at Stags, when you were captain? That's what um, we were trying to figure out when in that promotion season. Yeah, I'd have been 34, 33, 34, 35, something like that. That that just kind of adds to the achievement and the and the magnitude of your performances, Robert. To play at that level at that age. I mean, I'm uh, I clung on till I was a yeah 34, 35 playing at Central Midlands League, and I struggled at that. So to play <laughs> at that kind of standard, but not just play to actually dominate performances because you were week in week out an absolute you know eights, nines, tens out of tens. There weren't many drops in your performances, Robert, during that season in particular. No, um, obviously the two years I had there, I think I played 90, 91 games, I think it was. Yeah. I don't think, I know, you know I know. Uh, but I have to say it like that. Because um, again, I'm proud of playing 91 games yeah. in two years for my, you know, for, for Stags. Um, Incredible. But yeah, it's, I mean, even at Oxford, you know, I wanted to play football. That's what it, that's always what it was about. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, money, you have to get paid and you have to, you know, earn a living. But at the same time, it was always about the football. And actually playing football, I don't get it nowadays. How people, uh, you know, play one week, don't play next. Or, you know, they rested for this. And I, I don't get any of that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, to come back and, you know, even at that 
stage of my career, you know, and to still play 90 games in two years, I, I was chuffed to bits, mate. Incredible, mate. Yeah, great great way to, to end it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll come back to, to the end uh, a little bit later on because obviously that's what we're here to talk about, the promotion. But yeah. let's go back to the start a little bit because obviously you mentioned local lad, grew up sort of on the doorstep. I know you yeah. were with, within the enemy ranks for, for a little <laughs> while as a youth and then uh, you made the wise choice in the end, didn't you? I've got to be honest with you, it was thrust upon me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I signed for Chesterfield uh, at YTS. It was the first year they came out. Um and there were nine of us started because it was one of them. If if clubs were getting apprentices in, they had to pay them themselves. But then when the YTS scheme came out, it was one of those where all of a sudden the government were paying or whatever. And we ended up getting nine apprentices in that year. By the end of the year, we'd got three left. And uh, John Duncan was manager. And um, he got all three of us in and uh, says, we'd like to keep you. Uh, as, but on non-contract forms... I said, no chance, you've had us for a year. I just wrote everywhere I'd, that I thought I'd been. And luckily, Bill, Billy did, and I knew Bill, uh, he was at Chesterfield, and he was the one that <clears throat> part of the... Um, he, he, he was there when I signed, so I already knew Bill, and he knew me. And um, it, he just asked me to come down, I had a trial game, I, I, you know, I, played, I played in trial game, did well. It says come and do pre-season with us. Um, so yeah, so I did pre-season, and um, it was one of them where I was. I think I was seven pound a week expenses, and uh, but it didn't matter. I was catching bus into in every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, seven quid a week expenses I was on, and um, yeah, I, I I did really well, but they were never an, they never come forward and you know offering me a contract and. Um, we had a great FA Youth Cup run, and um, Billy had gone, got promoted to the first team, and um, John Jarman had sort of been demoted to the reserve stroke youth team, so he wouldn't play me because he knew Billy had took me into club. So I started playing Sunday league football for Shirebrook, um, and uh, so I was going in and training all week, and then playing for Shirebrook at weekends, and then uh, uh, I didn't tell anybody, and. Um, and then, because we'd had a great FA Cup run, uh, Youth Cup run, sorry, um, we got through to the semi-finals, I think, and we had Watford away, and, and Gaffer come, uh, Ian Greaves come and watched us two or three games, and uh, it went long, so it, and he put me in, in team, sort of thing. And then, um, <clears throat> we, uh, he, we were doing some pattern of play on a Thursday, and I said, I can't come in, I've got to go and sign on Dole. Um, <laughs> so I was getting Dole money at the time, he says, oh, shit, we better do something about that then. And, uh, yeah, I ended up getting a two-year contract. Yeah, so that's... Oh, it's incredible. That's how incredible. It but I've heard a very similar story to that, uh, Robbo, from a, Mr. a certain Mr. White here. When we had him on the at the uh, the start of the summer, yeah. we called that episode A Quid's A Quid. Because uh, it was a similar story for you, wasn't it? Sort of playing yeah, well, to yeah, in, the in, wage in, in, Yeah, and it, and it was Billy as well who invited me <laughs> over to train while I was playing for Hucknall, non-league. And I was still at school at the time and I was kind of doing my A-levels, um, training for Mansfield. Um, I had a paper round on a Saturday morning. And so I was doing my paper round, going to train for, um, with, with, with the youth team and then sometimes <laughs> playing for first team in the afternoon uh, then wake up Monday morning back on my paper round so yeah pretty pretty similar story really in terms of uh, 
yeah, that, that journey into Stags and obviously including Billy within that. Yeah. I just Brilliant find it man. so strange how, how it's almost full circle because it was full circle in terms of your career, start at Stags and end at Stags, but also Billy that's sort of influential in bringing you in the first time and then the second time around. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because uh, Billy used to pick me up sometimes um, if if we've got games or whatever, Billy had picked me up because of um, because of bus timetable. Do you know what I mean? And he used to drive from Chesterfield, drive through Shybrook, which is way out his way. Pick me up. That's how good he was, though, mate. Do you know what I mean? And it was funny because um, then when I'd signed the contract and what have you, Gary Pollard often had called through and picked me up as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he wouldn't stop. I'd have to jump in car in case he had his car, <laughs> his car niche. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know what Shybrook's like. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong but uh, I didn't say that <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm scared uh, and then you've obviously you mentioned breaking into the first team Ian Greaves absolute legend of the club as well Spot, yeah. she gives you the chance to, to play local lad pulling that shirt on for the f- first time sort of playing in front of the, the home crowd probably at the old ground then as well before it was uh, redeveloped yeah it was mate yeah uh, it was funny because when I went back uh, that was the year that they knocked the main stand down and changed it mm. and of course that was sad because, uh, you know, I, I, typical, you know, lower lower league football, when I was there, it was like we used to, we did summer training under the stand, you know, at main stand, and we used to play a tennis and that in there, and do you know what I mean? It, and, and to lose, uh, to keep their memories, but to lose the lose the ground, it was, it was, it was a sad occasion, but still, still a great occasion, because you looked at then what it became, and, you know, it's a, it's a tidy stadium, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's got better over the years. Yeah, Certainly it when it was mate. put when it was put up, it was almost like a bit of a Meccano Lego set. Really, it yeah. wasn't really well planned out, and you see that now. I don't know how often you manage to get to games or see games, but every time it's in front of that main stand, the the what is now the Ian Greaves stand, which yeah. doesn't get any sunlight because of the way it's been built. But yeah. they had the opportunity to to do it differently. But uh, it's, it's, it's good got a lot better over the years. Though, isn't it? You know, yeah, we're doing stuff. Yeah, we're stuff. I mean. I've genuinely sat in that stand in the middle of a heat wave in a coat because that stand is the, one of the coldest, other than old, the Oldham away end, that's probably one of the coldest stands I've ever uh, had the misfit well, ever, ever been in, really. To, Thank God I played 90 games then and didn't have to sit in it. <laughs> that's it, absolutely. That, that's the determination. I think once you spend one, one afternoon in that stand, that's it. You don't want to be sat there freezing. It sort of kicks you on that's a little it. bit. Maybe that's what it... That's what it was. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm going to jump forward a little bit more now to obviously after promotion. Um, it's going to be all over the place, but we'll get back to it. But there's a reason for that because people take different paths after football. We spoke to Pilks last night. He's gone into coaching at, at Luton. We've obviously spoke to to Barry Statham, who's obviously stayed within physiotherapy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Andy, you know, completely different path despite having a journalism degree and things like that, you've gone into a different sector altogether. And you, Robbo, you went into a completely different area, didn't you? Tell us a little bit more uh, about that, because it's a very demanding uh, demanding area. Yeah, it certainly is. <clears throat> got to be honest, though, mate, I fell into it. Um, I, I I got to, how old would I have been? 32, 33. And um, I just thought, I'm going to have to start thinking about what I do after, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um it, and it was one of them where I thought, what can I do? And I thought, nothing. So I thought, I'll do my football qualifications. So I did them. Uh, and funnily enough, I don't know if, if you did it. Oh, no, sorry. You know, first time round, we actually went to Livershaw. I got my, uh, um, my 
me level one. Um, we all went. We, it, it was one of it. Whereas they go abroad now for holidays and things, we ended up going to Lillyshaw for two or three days. We all did this coaching badge, and sort of that was our break at that point. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'd got, I'd got, I'd got the level ones, uh, and I just went and uh, thought, oh, I'll, you know, I'll carry on and get me coaching badges because then I can get a job. I, I never fancied staying in football unless it were with kids because. I'm one of them. I don't know if it's because obviously I, I, I struggle. You know, I got let go, but I wouldn't have that. I, I wouldn't want to be telling kids they aren't good enough and all that. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, man, management-wise, I think I'd be all right. You know, I, I manage a team now at school and that. Do you know what I mean? So I think with that and you know the passion and everything were there, but I just wouldn't want to sort of ruin kids' lives telling them they ain't good enough and that. Do you know what I mean? That's the only thing that put me off football, to be honest with you, mate. Um, staying in football, um, so but you know I still enjoyed working with kids when I when I was coaching and doing. Do you know what I mean? So um, I went into um, my son's school uh, and just said, look, uh, I'd gone part. Obviously left Stags. Uh, I'd got a year left. Uh, still at Watkins. Obviously said, look, Les. He says we've got promotion. It, there's a good chance that you know we'll find it tough, and you being here will put me under pressure. Uh, and I think he thought that because I was a local lad and everything else that if if he didn't do well I'd sort of get off at his job type thing I'm sure that's where it was and that's fine, not a problem um, so I ended up leaving and I went non-league and I was earning enough money so uh, I was just going to put some coaching sessions on at my lad's school and uh, as it happens, and I didn't know this the headmaster, as I've walked in to ask him if I can use AstroTurf he says, uh, oh, oh, Les. And I looked at him and he says, oh, I'm a season ticket holder at Oxford United. So that's how I got into into teaching, mate, really. He says, will you come and do, um, will you come and do football for, for school? You know, all the lessons that involve football. I said, no, nah, I play golf every day. I'm, I'm not <laughs> doing that. And uh, then three months down the line, all my mates are at work. So I'm playing golf on my own. Do you know what I mean? And my my own company's shit, so I didn't. I weren't enjoying it as much. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm a bit boring. And um, and it was. He asked me again. I said, "Go on then." And I went into school, start teaching football. And then, funnily enough, I got a great relationship with all kids. And the summer, the summer terms come around when football's not. They're not doing it, and the kids put a petition up to keep me. Yeah, I, I thought I'd be leaving. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, they, they all had a petition to keep me. Uh, and I went on a one-day training course, and that enabled me to teach through summer as well. Just because right. it's like that, Andy. I mean, we—if you can play a sport, you can play them all, can't you? No, yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm great at everything. Uh, I am, but I, I don't <laughs> play that. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, so I started doing summer sports, and then uh, because I wasn't a qualified teacher, they were—they offered to put me through my teacher training. I said, "No, nah, I can't be bothered with that." And um, my daughter was working at a special needs school and uh, they'd asked me to go in and she said, Dad, come and put us a session on. I said, go on then. So I went and did a session on a Wednesday afternoon and it was funny because, you know, it's a special needs school, kids with autism and they've all got autism now, specialists now, but it wasn't then. But this kid come to me and all they were bothered about, how high can you kick it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought, this is the place for me. And yeah, uh, yeah I did a session and... Um, the uh, the headmaster said, "Look, we've got um, <laughs> RPE teachers off with stress, so there's no 
No wonder I was going to swear then, but I won't. Uh, I said, there's no wonder. Feel free, it's fine. I, I, oh, I'll edit it, don't worry. Uh, that's all right then. Uh, but yeah, um, it, and um, I, he says, will you come and wait for us? And I says, yeah, go on then. And um, I've been there 18 years now, do you know what I mean? Um, and as I said, it suits me down to the ground. I've, I've realised how special needs I am, mate. You know, I've got a lot. ADHD, <laughs> autism, you name it, I've definitely got it. I've got the looks you know what I find... though. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I find incredible about that, Andy, is the amount of time that he's actually been there. Because we were sort of saying a little bit before about, um, you know, the the length of time he was at Oxford. Oh, he's dropped off. He'll he'll uh, log back in. He'll get back in a second. I was just going to say to Andy there, Les, about you know the amount of time that you uh, that you that you've been there because you spent ten years at Oxford. You had a, a decent amount of time at, at Stags as well. It's yeah. So so sort of when you find your comfort zone, you you sort of settle into something, don't you? Yeah, I, I I've got to be honest with you though, mate. It's like um, you know my football was all about working hard. You know, and I got better. Do you know what I mean? I got better as I got older. You know, you learn, and you know it—it—it's it, one of those where the longer you're there, the better you become. Do you know what I mean? You get all that experience, and that's why I was able to play centre half for Stags for two years, and I'm five foot eight. Do you know what I mean? And and even then, I lied. I'm five foot seven, but it makes me feel better. Um, and yeah, it, it's one of them where that two years I had at Mansfield, I absolutely loved it. And you know, I'm playing. I'm there playing centre half. I mean. I shouldn't be winning headers. We shouldn't be winning leagues when when you've got five foot eight, seven centre off. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, mate, I'm back. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, mate. I was just I was just saying to to Les there and uh, about the amount of time that he he spent at that particular school because I think it says a lot about him as a character, doesn't it? Because he spent ten years at Oxford for a long time at Stags. I think that you know you probably would have seen that in the dressing room. And that's probably why he was such a respected figure. Absolutely. I think um, we've alluded to it already in terms of, you know, knowing where your roots are, um, being honest with, you know, with Les's case, kind of school children, but also, you know, his teammates. It's just got that embedded within his values that, you know, he sees a job, he wants to do it and he wants to see it through. And that's testament to just the character he is. Um, and obviously the longevity he spent at Oxford United 10 years and his and and his current employment for 18 years. You start developing those relationships, and I think for Les, that's that's really important to, to, to keep those relationships going, and you know, to, to want to see that job through, and to keep, you know, supporting these children, all these cohorts of children, um, to, to to do the best they can with with what they've got. And Les obviously enjoys that. Well, that be a fair statement, Les. Yes, yeah, it's, it's exactly. It. I mean. I mean Andy, Andy, Andy will be the same because, you know, we, as you say, the, the way we came into football. Um, I do I do everything to the best of my ability. And sometimes that's bad because, you know, I got into I got into horse betting. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, was was getting paid on a Friday and losing it all by Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, you can, sometimes you can kick them habits because uh, you've got nothing left. But, you know, it... <sighs> I never drunk really. I'd only have the occasional drink. Do you know what I mean? But when I did, I had a good drink. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's like that. It's it's if you're going to do something, you've got to do it to the best of your ability. And yeah. even if it's even if it's cleaning up, you know, my house is spotless because I want it spotless. Do you know what I mean? If I do Uber and I go in the corners and you know I've got the nozzle out and getting all the uh, the cobwebs out, that I last fucking misses. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I just think everything that I, I do, I do it to the best of my ability. Sometimes I'm still shit, that's okay. But, you know, if you saw my golf swing, to play off five for 25 years, if you saw me swing, you'd piss yourself, piss your pants, honestly. It's, it's shit, but I get the ball around because I want to. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that resilience and that, that yeah. determination, isn't it? Yeah, to, it to is, mate. Going even to, now, you know. Andy, even now, you know. Yeah. Um, my lad's a pro golfer, but I still want to beat him. Oh, uh, and yeah. If that yeah. means I've got to give him a load of shit on course to make sure I beat him, or to give yeah. me, a, you know, an unfair advantage, I still, now I don't beat him very often, if, if at all, but, you know... Oh, the last 20 years, God, I've given him some shit. You asked, oh, it's a shame you, you've already had Pilks because Pilks has played with him and all. And uh, I, can remember, I can remember him coming up to training uh, up at Berry Hill and yeah. knocking, knocking a few balls about with us. And uh, yeah. he always had his golf club in his hand yeah, and, you know, pinging, pinging some golf balls across Berry Hill Park while we were that's right, training. That's right, mate. Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember um, it vividly. Yeah, he, um, yeah, because he, 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 he went into football, but um, he, he, he played for England a lot as a kid, and he he were, he were better than me at the same age. Uh, as a, I was better looking than him, um, but <laughs> he he got injured. He, he dislocated his kneecap, and uh, typical under 18s at the time. And um, he was playing in reserves at Cov, so you know he, he was doing well. And uh, I thought he was going to have a career, and then he dislocated his kneecap. Um, they they didn't get it looked at properly. Do you know what I mean? And then. All of a sudden, he's, he's three months in rehabilitation and he went under the knife the day that Ian Dowie got sacked. Chris Coleman came in, end of season came, and they just got rid of, got rid of him. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's that's football, isn't it? Do you it know is, what I mean? Mate, yeah, and yeah. luckily, he's you know, pulled a new career out of bike because, you know, like his mummy, were talented at all sports. Do you know what I mean? Oh, brilliant. Uh, I find it interesting when those little things happen as well. You sort of mentioned, you know, changing managers, sort of uh, letting you go and things like that. And I want to come back to something you mentioned earlier on about Skip, because obviously we're going to be having him. Uh, I'm actually going to be having him as my co-commentator on Saturday afternoon okay. um, when uh, when we play Scunnies. I'm, I spoke to him today, really looking forward to it. He told me to send uh, send you and the, and the family his best and uh, had nothing but fond memories of you as well. Um, uh, but it's interesting to say because at that time in football in particular, I still think there's quite a lot of it in football now at lower league clubs. When there's a player that's coming to, and with the, I mean this in the best wishes, in the best regard, the back end of their career, yeah. sometimes chairmen are looking for the easy option to that's right. replace and promote from within. So I can yeah. understand why that, I that might have been felt. I totally understood, mate. And again, I had a great relationship with Stuart. And the best, the best about it was he could have, he could have messed me about, mate. He could have made me train mm. with kids. He could have got me in morning, noon and night. Do you know what I mean? And he didn't do any of that. I've a lot of respect for him because he knew what he wanted. He knew, you know, his thoughts. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, mate. I, it's not something that I'd have ever been looking for. Do you know what I mean? And and I genuinely mean that. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been thinking if he does shit, I'll, I'll be in sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but... Again, it's one of them things, you know, he decided that he didn't want me there and that was fine and I'm, you know, and I had no, I had no issues with that, you know, that was, that was what he wanted, that's what he needed and, and I wanted him to be successful, do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I genuinely mean that and, you know, I've sort of followed him after, obviously, 
you know, as it happens, he did lose his job, but, you know, I followed him after and, you know, he's doing all right. So, so that's great. But no, I never resented the fact that the only, excuse me, the only thing I would say is that I could add another couple of years at that level, no problem. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd had a few, I'd, I'd had a few injuries the promotion year. I think I only played four, I'm a liar. I know I only played 41 games and that's, <laughs> That's that's not many for me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I just gone. Like, we we played reserve team and all, Robert. Uh, I did have a couple. When I, <laughs> funnily enough, when I played, um, I got in. I pulled calf a couple of times, and um, it was one of them where I did. I remember playing in Rochdale away in re, in reserves. Of oh, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? I loved it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, I still uh, even that. You know, I loved it and. It's funny because I mean I'm 55 now. I'll just I think I've played in three three charity games this year already. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, but I can't. I pulled. No, Andy, off. no, you can't get him signed for your vets team. We've had this conversation <laughs> oh, before. Oh, mate. We've had this conversation. Pay travel expenses. I'd pay pay travel expenses. <laughs> yeah. no, oh, mate, I, I you know. I still don't turn out down, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I should have done 10 years ago, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's, but that, it's that love for football, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, mate. Got, you know, I, I, can, I can imagine you on the streets of Shybrook playing Kirby and playing, oh, you know, Wembley doubles. And, you know, that's where, that was your upbringing. It because was, Because you love football, you know. Yeah. I bet you used to finish school, straight out, onto the park, your, your, your parents calling you in for your tea at five o'clock, mm. then you'd be straight back out, wolfing your tea down. Some sort of kind of upbringing to myself, really. Just absolutely loving football, and I still do now, and um, so do you. Andy, do you know, as a kid, mate, um, it was before they started looking after kids, weren't it? I used to play Saturday morning for my team, uh, yeah. Saturday afternoon, uh, sorry, Saturday morning for school, Saturday afternoon for my team, Sunday morning for Chesterfield, and Sunday afternoon for my team. I used to play four times at weekend, yeah. every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Never fail. No, I mean, never, never tired. Ne- no, never, no, never, no grumbling or over. No. no such thing as being tired back then. Wasn't no, it, it is I mean, funny, isn't it? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, to have been doing and all that, but it didn't do me any harm. I still no, play 750 games. Well, just short of. Do you know what I mean? It didn't. It didn't Incredible. stop me. Very fortunate. Uh, I think that. That's a, that's an interesting thing to think about because for so many players, maybe probably ninety percent of players that came through at the same era, that had just been the norm. But you look at football nowadays, and yeah. you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at us in some degrees. We're playing Saturday, Tuesday. We've had a lot of games, and yeah. we're resting we're resting players, and it's yeah. you've got six or seven games to the end of the season. Just you know, if that were twenty years ago, you wouldn't be resting, would you? You'd be you'd just be playing on until you dropped. Well, well, and you won't drop because you'd make no. sure. Do you know what I mean? Because the the adrenaline kicks in, doesn't it? As oh. well, it's that want and desire to play. When you know you can sort of get away with being rested a little bit, it, it gives you that easy option to opt out, doesn't there's, it? There's that, Craig. But there's also the fact that you know I'd rather play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday than and have three days in bed in between than sort of you know play one game, have a week off, and then you know. Do you know what I mean? I, but I'm not mm. saying what's what's right and what's wrong because it, it is what it is nowadays, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it, I, I couldn't have seen me being happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a, for me, it's all about playing. And, you know, I mean, you look at, te- you know, 10 years at a place now, you don't, you don't get that anymore, do you? And, no. Do you know what I mean? And, and even the amount of games, you know, uh, how many people's going to play 750 games? There's not many now, Incredible. is it? No. Do you know what I mean? Mate. You wouldn't have thought anyone... No. That's what we, me and Andy were talking about before, wasn't it, Andy? About looking at the the clubs. Obviously, ten years at, at Oxford, 
such a long time. Players don't spend more than one one or two seasons yeah, now. And you, you you look at you, you look at footballers, and you can understand why mental health is such a thing now in football because players are uprooting themselves and their families every sometimes every year to, yeah. to get a club and to chase the best deal. Whereas yeah. before you'd settle in an area and you'd have players that would maybe do the rounds of the Midlands clubs or yeah. they'd just play for two or three clubs. It's such a vast difference. I think that is a, a big contributing factor to why a lot of footballers suffer with the mental health. Yeah, I think it's because they used to be boozers and all that as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> that didn't help. Um, now, to be honest though, Craig, you've got to remember that, yes, you've got them better players that, that are doing that, but you've also got the, you know, the us that are on again yearly contracts now because that's all they're giving out. Or, mm, you know, yeah. I, I mean, some contracts now, they're not paying you through summer and that sort of stuff. And, mm. you know, if you love your football as much as me and Andy did, I'd have still uprooted my family every year. Do you know what I mean? Because it was all about playing. And it, it, if I was only getting a year's contract and then not getting offered another one, I'd still I'd move my family, you know, to to somewhere else where somebody would give me a contract because it was all about playing football. And but I know what I know what you're saying at the same time. They're doing it for for financial gains, but not everybody is. You know, especially at our level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that. I mean, it's that love of football, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, you wake up every day, you, you're playing football, and you're getting paid for it. I mean, what what a better way to earn a living than playing football? You know, and I, I used to, I used to pinch. You know, obviously every lad dreams of being a professional football, yeah. but not many make it. Yeah, and you know, to make it to be, you know, doing a doing a job that you absolutely love, playing a game of football for a living. With everything else that comes with it, yeah. it's just it's an amazing way to experience. And I think now, you know, there's an there's an acknowledgement of the achievements of being a professional footballer. Um, that that it does take that hard work, determination, yeah. will, the mental strength as well. Um, and not many do it. And uh, and I'm 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 proud to have said that that I've done it. And and I bet you are, Robbo, as yeah. well in terms of your career. Yeah, Andy, how many how many players have we seen? that have been better than us and got more of oh, yeah. than us but didn't make it. I say it all the time, you know, locally. You need the I whole say it all the time. There's a yeah, whole package, I've, mate. It's not just about yeah. having ability. You know, no, I've, 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 I've played a lot of football locally, like, you know, like Renneth, Hucknall, around here. They're all giving me loads of kind of jib. Oh, yeah, you, you, you're no good. You, yeah. You're you worse football, you know. But I did it. You know, yeah. I turn around and say, I've got experiences you've never had because I've got more than what you've got. You might have a bit more ability than me, but in terms of, you know, staying in on a Friday night, yeah. working hard, I, I had all that, you know, which, yeah. which you perhaps didn't. So I think for me, that's what I always um, come back to when I get some stick on, <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. It's so funny, Andy, because, you know, I used... I used to come back when I could, you know, because um, I missed home. And uh, I used to come back from Oxford whenever we could. And, you know, I'd have, I'd have a night out and with missus. And the amount of, the amount of oh, yeah. people that come up to me, ah, yeah, I was better than you. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, I, never yeah. Bit, I never bit once. Yeah, I know. No. I know. It's you one of them, yeah. You could have been good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, they always blame it on booze and women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And to be honest, you know, I'm... It's one of them where, you know, I did go out now and again, but I made sure I did it at the right time. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. You know, I've been... and, and, and that's what we were reflecting on with Pilks yeah. last night, wasn't it, Craig? Yeah. You know, in mm. terms of that team we had that year, there were no big-time Charlies. No. There were no, you know, well, 
going out unnecessarily, you know, with no real kind of drinking culture. We were, no, we in retrospect, quite a well-behaved team. Yeah, we had, a, we, had a, we had us on nights, didn't we? we yeah. You know, which went down well. Uh, yeah, we definitely. always enjoyed. But even even that, though, mate, you know, it's we, we were a proper team. When Bill signed me, he said, look, we've got some great kids. Do you know what I mean? He said, basically, I want you to sort, you know... Sort them out, and yeah. you know, make sure that they're doing right things, and make yeah. sure that they become good professionals. And yeah. apart from Liam Lawrence, I did a decent job. <laughs> Mate, you, you were, you, you were. I mean, I know, I know, we joke about it now, but yeah. you were like that kind of father figure. I was from, from our they, perspective. They called me granddad. They, yeah, yeah, granddad, and that was fine. Yeah, I didn't mind. Yeah, them. well. That, that's what they needed, though. You oh, know, like yeah, a cohort right. of young players. They Without needed that stability. You, need, you needed somebody like yourself to take them to one side and yeah. say, oh, you know, you're stepping out of line there or, you know, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. And you were, you were doing that constantly. Mm. So, you know, a large part of the success of that team can be down to, you know, the more experienced players like yourself, yeah. you know, Pilks was probably, probably 27, 28 yeah. back then, you know, to, to actually provide that kind of father figure that leadership to be, to enable the, the talent of those players yeah. to kind of really really flourish during that season well you look you look at the boys that came through that year you know all went on you know at least half a dozen went on to have good careers didn't they yeah oh you know yeah I mean? absolutely um and you know <clears throat> sort of learning all that you know from us i mean we bought a couple of other older players in later on in you know, when I first came, they weren't anybody else, and then Hicksy came, and that yeah. it was just us two. And then, obviously, a year after, there were a few of us came in. You know, yeah. David Kelly's, and you know, yeah. a couple more, and uh, Tanks came in into, and yeah, do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I, I think I think giving them kids a good grounding at the start of their careers. Mm is what helped help them make Definitely. in, in Because yeah, they could have easily gone down a different path, couldn't they, Leslie? Of course you know, in terms of, With yeah. all the talent they've got, and I think we've acknowledged it yeah. within this forum, yeah, you know, with all the talent they've got, it's more than that, isn't it? it you know, is it's, about, yeah. it's about knowing mm. what's right and wrong. It's about knowing um, when to go out and when not to go out. Yeah. And I think, I think you provided that kind of... Uh, role model, really, from from that perspective, definitely. So. Yeah, and that and, and again, that was my job. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what that is what I was brought in for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I led by example. First year, you know, I, I wiped <clears> the player at season board. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Won everything except young player. I was fucking gutted. I, <laughs> it. I was a bit nimble, and I still looked good then, mate. Do you know what I mean? I looked young then. I, I fought anyway. Uh, you did on that. That's what it is. You, ageist. You you were like the Virgil van Van Dyke of the <laughs> yeah, only I was a bit shorter. <laughs> and the air had started to go by then. No, but honestly, but that I'm, time I'm... that that kind of kind of composure on the field, yeah. you know, that that never never panicked, no, always no. you know that ability to read the game. Yeah. You didn't you know that that pace you didn't need to because you could read the game like we, talk, we talked about no it. One else. We talked about it, Andy, and you know it it about you know winning 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 promotion with a five foot eight centre off, it, it just don't really happen. But it's the experience, mate. Once you once you've got all that experience, it was like especially yeah. and I'm I don't mean this in a big headed way, but you know, experience at a higher level, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um dropping down a couple of divisions, it uh, I'm not saying it was easy because that that sounds a bit disrespectful and that I'd never be disre disrespectful to any footballer. Um but 
I did find it a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? I um, I, 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 I never saw you broke break sweat, mm. Robert. I really didn't. You know, you were you were that composed. You were kind of always the one to you know g up the players to to provide that leadership. You're always yeah. communicating all the way yeah, through the I, game, I, and and it just came. It it just seemed to come easy to you. Uh, you know, in terms again, of though, playing mate, at I that think, level. I think as well, it's good because the way I led it was by example, but it was also you know I want. I was never somebody, you know, that would slaughter players. And yeah. do you know what I mean? I never wanted to sort of bring them down or whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If there was any criticism, it was always constructive criticism. Do you Definitely. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that that weren't very good. But if you do this, you'll be all right, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And, and and it was, I sort of, that's, even now, do you know what I mean? I, I try and look ev after everybody at school. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and you know, I, I think about everything about it. I'd, I'd other cover and all that, and it's, you know, it's a massive jigsaw. But I want to make sure that the kids are well looked after, and I want to make sure everything's right within. You know, when they come into school and teachers going and LSA is going to lessons, I want to make sure that the match is right. Do you know what I mean? And you know, it's it's hard work, and it's every night. Do you know what I mean? A couple of hours yeah. every night. But oh yeah, if next day we have a cracking day, I know I've done my job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm still doing it now, mate. Still Brilliant. That's a very interesting point because it sort of goes back to that whole mentoring the younger players that, that come through. Yeah. First one that I'll ask you, I'm going to ask you two ones on this. The first one is when you look about the, the squad and the players that made that breakthrough and pushed on and got the, the higher careers, whose journey do you sort of sit back and look at now and think, I'm so proud and I'm so privileged to have given them that helping hand, that bit of advice? If I'm being honest with you, mate, I, I, I don't... I, you know, yeah, Liam played in Premiership, but I don't think that was any bigger a feat than, you know, Danny Bacon, you know, playing playing games for his hometown club. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was it it. I t I take pride pride in all of those doing it because whether it was at Mansfield or whether it was at Sunderland or you know whether it was at Watford with with Leroy or Barnes that we you know with Bobby. Yes, it's brilliant, and I'm so pleased that they've had good careers and they've moved on. But just being professional footballer, that for me, and like Andy said, that was that was the thing. So for those boys to come through that youth setup and become professional footballers, that's what I'm proud of. It. I'm I'm not so much bothered about you know the ones that made it at Premier and the ones that made it in fourth division. It's about making it. You know, mm -hmm. when I set out, when I set out, all I ever wanted was to play one game. So that I could tell people, yeah, I played professional football. Yeah, that was yeah. my ambition. One, one game. It's all I wanted. So why the fuck I played their mothers? I don't know. I <laughs> my knees have gone. My arse has gone. Me, you know, I, even my shoulders killing me. And I didn't have to really. I, it just goes to show, though, Andy, doesn't it? As well, you know, it's a good lesson to learn because success shouldn't be measured by the amount of money that you've got in the bank, the level that you've played at or the acclaim which you've got next to your name. It's measured by attitude and application. Yeah, of course it is. And, and that's why, you know, it's so much than just having the talent on, on the football pitch. It's about having the mentality, it's having the resilience, it's having the um, mental capacity to cope with adversity. <clears throat> it's, it's, the, it's the whole package. And, and, and that's why it makes it such an achievement to have 
played one professional game or whether you've played 800, it's still a massive achievement for anyone making that breakthrough in, in what, what is an absolute dog-eat-dog world, you know, to actually make it into professional football in the highest, you know, echelons of, 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 of professional football is, is, is the achievement. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, something that, that I, I'm very proud of. And, and obviously, Robbo's very proud of the, the career he, he had. Uh, and everybody who, who did, you know, play that one professional game should be as well. Let's go back to uh, that season then and delve a little bit more into it. First of all, obviously, you know, you mentioned, Robbo, that you could, you felt within yourself that you maybe could have got another couple of seasons out of playing, but you sort of accepted it for what it was, which I think is great. But reflecting on it now, going out like that at home in front of the home fans, hometown club, captain's armband on, seeing the, the club get promoted... To go out on that high, that must give you a, a nice little smile when you, you reflect on that as well, especially with it being 20 years this year. Yeah, massive, mate. Um, I, I do regret... It's probably the only thing I've regretted after because had I hung out, I could have... You know, whether any league clubs had come in, you know, I'd had a couple of good years. So, and again, proved my way. If, you know, I mean, I went there for nothing and, and played 90 games. You know, I went to Oxford and played... 460 games uh, you know cost them 200 grand so they got the 10 years they got the money's worth do you know what I'm saying and mm. uh, I I think I think somebody would have took a chance on me but I just went to Ensford for well do you know what I mean it was one of them I went to Ensford and it wasn't the wisest decision but to be honest you know Stuart had said he wanted me you know it, it, it'd be uncomfortable with me being there Um so I just went. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I should have probably hung on, not not necessarily at Mansfield, but I, I could have you know left and sort of see see what happened. And I didn't wait long enough. Uh, that's the only thing. But I don't regret it. Either. Sorry, I said I do regret it. I would have liked to think that I could have played for longer. That's all. That's the only thing. Cause yeah. Even, I went to Ensford, and you know, it, I I didn't play that many games because I I think. I'd sort of, I'd knocked my duck off by leaving Mansfield, you know what I mean? And I just had a massive high, you know, I've just captained my hometown club to um, to promotion, um, you know, and everything about, sorry, not everything about it were great. We broke down on the bus when we did the did the tour at City after the <laughs> yeah. fucking VK, VK bus dropped, broke down on dual carriageway. It was brilliant. At least we didn't have I can to remember it, that. Though. Uh, nearly, nearly. Can you remember? Jeez. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, yeah, tell me good. this story. I want to. I want to know this story. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good. It's a good job. We had plenty of uh, blue wickets to keep us <laughs> going. On that bus it, was like, it, yeah. it was funny because being, yeah. cap, being captain, um, and obviously it sponsors uh, VK, and uh, I used to be able to get what I wanted. So it was great. I was yeah. filling yeah. my mates' cupboards up with with yeah. with drink and that. All it time. was. It was. It, on the ring road, weren't it? Yeah, up, it was, uh, mate. Yeah, it was on the and, and, it just, it, and it was there was that much weight on that bus. It was just kind of <laughs> slowly and slowly. Uh, and that weren't the players; yeah. it was the bus. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, well, yeah, I'm going to say no. Knowing Mansfield buses, buses, Robert, it probably would have been the same bus that you used to catch him back in the eighties. Yeah, you're not on, wrong. On, on uh, I, think what, I think what they've done, Craig, um, Vodka Kick had, had sort of bought this bus for promotional purposes. And uh, says, yeah, we'll do a tour, a tour at City Centre, and you know, they dropped us off to then 
Go, I don't know. Was it town hall or whatever, Andy? We had a civic reception. Yeah, that's it. Um, again, Council. that sort of thing. I weren't bothered about. It was the yeah. it was the winning and playing that I was bothered about. So I, can't, I didn't even know what we did that night. Um, but um, I just remember going going around city centre and bus conking out, and it was yeah. like it nearly went a couple of times. I'm thinking, fuck, you know, we're going to be all right here. <laughs> and then it actually did break down, it and did. bus drivers yeah. there trying to fix it. But luckily, we've got loads of booze on. <laughs> <What's that laughs> yeah. So we're all right. We're all right. Yeah. Uh, but we did think we were going to have to push it at one point. Oh, it depends where in Mansfield you were going to push it because there's, there's some else to be there. there is, but, uh, mind you, I suppose if anything, you know, Baz Statham would have got you d- prepared for that with the old uh, with the old blue runs. Well, uh, the, the, to be honest, mate, I found running all right for me. You know what I mean? I never I never liked running, but I could do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I finished, you know, you watch uh, London Marathon and. You know you can't run it because you're a professional footballer. But it was it was something I'd I'd always thought, wow, that looks great. But I don't like running, so that sounds stupid, doesn't it? Uh, I ran it I ran it when I was 45, and again when I was 50. So um, you know, just uh, just for experience of it, it was honestly it was as good as anything I'd done in football. It it was brilliant. Uh, But I didn't train for the first one, and my mate said, uh, my mate who was a runner said. You need to you need to feel what it's like to hit that brick wall, and this is while I'm at school. And I says, oh okay, and I says, so what do you do? He says, you need to run twenty miles. I said, oh okay. So next night I ran I ran twenty miles, and the best bit was I'd left my car at school. I ran twenty miles. I'd finished twenty miles. I got two miles left for school, uh, to where to where my car went. And I walked. I said, and he says, why didn't you just run? I said, well, you said 20 miles. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I know I'm autistic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 20 miles. I went running fucking 22. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I, I still ran it in 354, so I was quite pleased. Um, yeah, nice. But then, uh, but then, obviously, five years on, and I'm thinking, I better do some training for this one. Uh, and I, I ran th- 336 when I was 50, so I was quite proud of that. Yeah, that's incredible. That's an absolutely incredible time for for that as well. Uh, Let's delve back into the squad a little bit. At what point did you know that this squad could be capable of doing something? Because obviously Skip had brought them through from youngsters, through the youth team, and they'd sort of hit that. They hit it at the right time, I think. Yeah, I think they had a bit of experience in the first year I was there. You know, that then held them in good stead, you know, to to go on and and do really well as as a team and to play more games, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they got a bit of experience uh, in year before, and then you know they they use that experience and an, another year under the belt. Do you know what I mean? Another year's training and another year sort of seeing it and 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 feeling it. You know, going on away trips and you know being there and watching it and and playing playing some of the games. And then you know they the boys the boys came through and sort of the quite a few of them had great seasons, obviously. Yeah, it was a good time, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think Robert's just alluded to it there in that first season. I think Billy did a great job in terms of identifying which players were ready yeah. at, at which times, you know, yeah. and almost kind of drip-feeding 
the 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 players through at the right time. I know that Liam and and, and Lee Williamson were introduced quite early on on that 2000 yeah. season. Where yeah, I can remember right. um, doing having that pre-season trip to Inverness. Yeah. Um, and they were selected on that. Yet some others like myself and and Jerv were, were left behind. And that was just the kind of right mix at that right time. And um, yeah. obviously I was disappointed at the time. But you know, bear in mind I was straight out of school into a into a professional football environment and and Billy identified that and it's yeah. about you know going to and at a pace that r suits that individual and I think that's what he did really well in that yeah. first season I think the, the the thing is Andy if he'd have brought you in before that you could have shit yourself and it, it, exactly you know, and, you and, have and, a career and that's yeah and, and that's what that's part of management isn't it Exactly, you know I mean? and that's exactly what he did in terms of identifying yeah. that, and he knew that. And as a young lad, you don't appreciate it, but looking back now, you see it. You, you do, think, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's but why he did it. It's funny because, as you say, it's looking back now. I was saying, you know, when in my first spell, when Greaves, I only played eight games before I left. Do you know what I mean? And I only left. I went on loan to Stockport uh, just to get some games under my belt. Do you know what I mean? Greaves mm -hmm. is like, look, Les, go and get some games under your belt, come back. And I played three months on. I ended up staying for three months on loan. Never missed a game. Come back, and he, he says, "Look, you know, I don't want you to go." He says, "But I can't guarantee you a spot." I says, "I'll see you then." And even though it was my own town club, off I went because I wanted to play football. And you know, I yeah. just, I just played three months of solid football. Do you know what I mean? Played about sixteen, twenty games, and it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back to, a, even if though it's my own town club. And play in a reserve team when I can go there and and play play week in week out. Do you know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Was that a big reason why you perhaps wanted to come back when you know Billy sort yeah. of put the call into you in the early noughties that you maybe had that little itch to scratch? Yeah, I, I, I think so, mate. I think you know you can imagine. You know, I, I, I've gone on and I, I and I've done well. I've done well for myself. You know, but at the same time, you know, stags stags were my first love do you know what I mean I mean don't get me wrong yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed my 10 years down at Oxford and you know I live down that way now but um, I, you know but at the same time uh, Mansfield was my team as a kid you know I, there was always a team that I'd look at and, and look for results and you know Rod Arnold and you know players like that it, it was a great team at, at that time and um, yeah I just as soon as Bill rang me it um, it was yeah. I, I I just couldn't wait to come back and to be captain of my own town club. You know that was that was what it was about. It's funny because you know even then it was never about money. Um, I'd, I to be honest, I'd got shit on at Oxford. I'd been offered a two year contract and then I went in to sign it and we'd lost a couple of games and it was like oh we can't afford to keep you for you know on that money if if we get promotion if, if we get relegated. I said, oh, I'll just sign at the end of the season then when we, you know, we'll stay up. And we stayed up and then he come and offered me a year. So that was what made me leave Oxford, to be honest with you. But I think they thought I'd stay just because it was going to be my testimonial year. But we were never about money. I weren't interested in the testimonial money. And, you know, I ended up coming to Mansfield and the two-year contract at Mansfield, it was similar money to what I'd have earned in one year at Oxford. Um, mm. You know, and but... it. it you know, as far as I was concerned, they'd shit on me, so off I went. And I, it, as I say, never about money. And when Bill, you know, uh, Bill, I think we were in a porter cabin at the time because they were just knocking main main stand down. And, you know, he showed me what it was going to be. And do you know what I mean? And I just wanted to 
be be there for the ride. To be honest with you, mate. You know, and yeah, and, and see my mates again, and you know, my dad can come and watch me. You know, he'd struggle to come down and watch games. My dad can come and watch me again, and do you know what I mean? And you know, I, I did it, I did it for for all them reasons, but all great reasons, yeah. as far as that. It, it just, it just shows that Mansfield matters, doesn't it? Your hometown club matters. It's it's always in your heart, and I think that that's a big big thing because you could have gone on, you had the you know the ability, the career to go and get a move anywhere but to choose Mansfield and to, to sort of know that you're going to go on that journey which is going to be a little bit more personal is that maybe did that maybe sort of help you give you that extra sort of five ten percent to put that extra little bit in with the younger kids coming through that you knew how personal it was for you because they were sort of similar they were local lads coming yeah, through they, they were, were playing mate, for the yeah. local club they were I, I've got to be honest with you uh, and this might sound a bit selfish but my what I wanted was to come back and you know, wear that armband and lead that team out at the place where, you know, as a, as a 10 year old kid, I stood on terraces only occasionally because we couldn't afford it. Do you know what I mean? But to actually have stood there when I was 10 and then to go out there and do it at 35 with armband on and, you know, kicking shit out of Chesterfield players, it was great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there was a few of that. I'm sure there's a few of them down the years. The uh, the occasional uh, the occasional scrap. Hey, now and again, mate. But to be honest, we were uh, Andy was saying, and I'm not just saying that because he's there. But we were we weren't dirty players. We we were hundred percenters, and you know if somebody got smashed, it was because we were after the ball, not because we were trying to you know mm. air people and things like that. I'd ne- you know I never did that in in all of my career. I think I kicked somebody off the ball once because uh, he pissed me off. <laughs> I, did, I didn't ask what he said because I think I nearly did it earlier on because I meant to we're just let it behind yeah. the curtain dear listener and viewer um, the, we have two little links that we use for this the first one Les was having trouble uh, logging onto, which we have sometimes and um, I, I went I'll uh, message you a new link shortly and predictive text changed it to shorty I'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to be honest with you it came and I, I thought uh, straight away I know what, what I'm having him I know what you're doing, but I had to give you some shit for it, mate. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's not the first time that, and it won't be the last that I've been yeah. caught under the bus either. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's delve into that season a little bit more. Then, obviously, it gets towards the, the back end, and yeah. Billy then leaves halfway through the campaign. We'll, we'll talk to everybody about this because yeah. it will affect people in, in different ways. And for you, because you sort of had that impact at the start of your journey and then sort of brought you back in towards the end of it as well, were you a little bit disappointed that you weren't going to see it through with him? If I'm being honest, it's typical, isn't it? You know, as a manager, when it's going well, you know, everybody loves you. But when it's not, you know, they they all slaughter in your instands and, you know, they end up getting rid of you because chairman listens to them. And... You know, when they're successful, I think they've got to make most of it while they can. Do you know what I mean? So I never, I never thought it was. I was glad for Billy, really, mate. You know, and glad for Stuart mm. as well, because obviously that that got him a job. Do you know what I mean? And Bill had, Billy had gone on, and you know, to at that point, which you know, some would say is a higher club. Some some would say they're not. Um, but I think there were going to be money there for him to spend, and do you know what I mean? I think, I think they were looking to do things, weren't they? And, uh, you know, some money was ploughed in, and I don't blame him for taking a shot while he had the opportunity. You know, because they don't get that opportunity very often. 
Do you know what I mean? Do you think he knew deep? Do you think he knew deep down that he was just going to pass it on to Skip, and it would be a natural transition, given the fact that probably ninety percent of those players that were in that squad had been sort of mentored and tutored and coached by Skip for a good number of years. I, I genuinely don't know. I think that was a. I think that was a good decision by by the chairman to to put him in charge. Do you know what I mean? Um, because. It, they all knew him. They all respected him. Stuart knew what they'd got. knew knew how to handle them. You know, who needed a arm putting around the shoulder? Who needed a kick up arse? Do you know what I mean? I think he knew what I. You know, he because you do. You know, when you we a group of players, you know, for a couple of years, you know what you know everyone individually. It's like my kids at school. I think we've got sixty seven, but I can tell you everything about every one of them. Do you know what I mean? Every little thing, you know, um, what they like, what they have for breakfast, what they don't like, what time they'll be in, who's going to be late for lessons. Do you know what I mean? I know everything because you learn, you learn as you're teaching. Do you know what I mean? And it's exactly the same with Stuart. He, you know, and he, he obviously did a fantastic job on them kids. Cause, but so did whoever found those kids scouting-wise. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, to find that many in one in one spell is is pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I think it says a lot about how we were at a club at the time. It's one of those just magical things. It, sometimes it really happens in football, but sometimes it it just clicks and uh, clicks it did. I've got to ask you because Pilks brought this up uh, yesterday. Uh, obviously, after Billy went, you all then jetted off for a for a for a week or so. Where was it, Andy? That you ended up going was it Portugal? It was Portugal. Yeah, with Villa, Villa Mora, didn't we, Robbo? Yeah, yes. And I know you you were you were straight home after that Leicester City game at Filbert Street. Pack your clubs, clubs in the car. I'm, I'm yeah. Suitcase yeah. packed on there. First on the plane. And you you made the most of it, didn't you, mate? You have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, as you say, took took clubs where's had a few days. It it was. Do you know what was good about it? It was it was good for Skip, because. You know, that was him, sort of, it was his club then. It was his team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, thanks, Bill. Now we carry on because it's like any job, mate. You know, if somebody if somebody changes, you've got to, you either go with it or you ship out. Don't matter what you what you do. If you're not happy, you go, don't you? And, you know, skips, skips coming, you know, and... Um, first thing we do is have a have a few days away in a in a lovely place playing golf and a few drinks and you know a bit of running here and there and I, I think it was the perfect start for Skip because he then you know he could sit down and have a, have a chat with people and you know other while the others weren't there and do you know what I mean I, I just think it was great for the management team the new management team to be honest with you as skipper, did he pull you aside at, at one point and, and, and have a word and sort of say this is the direction I want to go, or did he sort of let it flow naturally? I, I think he, I think he just, I think it was just more carry on as we are. You know, I used to ski, uh, speak to Skip, you know, a couple of a couple of times a week anyway. Do you know what I mean? As as mm. in being, you know, youth team manager, we not about anything, but you know, because obviously, you know, he was a good player himself. Do you know what I mean? I, I had a decent career himself, a good player. You know, highly thought of. So, you know, I, I had the respect from him, for him from the start. Do you know what I mean? Anybody, as I say, anybody that's been in game, you know, you've got to you've got to show him respect because he deserve it. 
Yeah. And he was absolutely. a lovely bloke as well. Mm. Yeah. You, were not, you were nodding away there, Andy, when you were talking about it, it was the right thing to do and the, the, the right time and sort of uh, the natural uh, progression. But I want to delve into the stuff uh, that happened sort of on that trip because Pilks were mentioning it last night. The golf clubs were out there. Pilks said, um, I'm not going to go word for word, uh, but Pilks said, um, I can't, well, I can't remember to be fair, but uh, only last night. Um, Pilks was saying that... Um, he was the better golfer than you and you're not having that, are you? You're not buying it. I've got to be honest with you. Um, if he wants to say that, he can. <laughs> you, know, you know, upstairs, from a mental health point of view, it, it helps him feel better about himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, when you, it, it's just so funny because it came into game, you know, all these psychologists and what have you, they came into game not well towards the end of my career at Oxford before I come to Mansfield. And they said, to, they, on one of the first occasions, they said, look, if you go to play a ball down in, into channel and you kick it into the stand, in your mind, just change it, change it round and see it going as the perfect pass that you wanted to make. I said, okay. I said, but that cunt's got a throw in now. <laughs> it's like people start to be, you know, and it's one of them where you've got to start and believe lies and, you know, if that makes him feel better, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, I don't know if he told you, he played in my testimony, he come down and played uh, for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Really? I, I, yeah. I, he never said that. No, yeah, he, he, come down, that. he come down and played. I tell you what, looked looked as fit as out, looked as good oh, as he was when he was playing at Mansfield. Yeah. I still look better, yeah. but he did look good. <laughs> Oh, what a guy. Let's move it on then, Andy. Obviously, um, we've come to the, the, the final uh, end of the season. Uh, what can you remember about Robbo as, as a skipper back then? Because, you know, you've got Skip, you've got um, Ivan, God bless him, and uh, yeah. you've got Richo behind the scenes as, as, as well, sort of geeing you up and getting you over the line. But some, it's the leaders on the pitch that you need as well. So what was Robbo's influence like in those final couple of games, especially that final game of the season? I think it's just having that steadiness that calmness that Robbo brings you know and it kind of transfers through the rest of the players and I know obviously being young lads we'd never been in that scenario before we'd never been in a promotion running we'd never been you know up there to be shot down from from other teams and I think for, for Robbo it's just having that calmness that that knowledge that it's going to be all right and, and Robbo's been there he's done that and my, and my experience that he's got just kind of transferred through the rest of us. And and I think going into that last game of the season, and I know Skip's reflected on this as well, we knew it was going to be all right. You know, yeah. we, we knew with a feeling going into the game, going into the ground, we knew that the hard work had been done. And that day was just a day of, yeah, of, of getting over the line, doing what we need to do and then celebrate after. So it was just, I yeah, that, big... that kind of... I think the big thing as well, Andy, is it was one of them, wasn't it, where you know young lads can get a bit overexcited and go a bit over the yeah. top, and and actually sometimes you've got to rein that in a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and just make sure, yes, you can be excited. Yes, you can. You know, you, your mates are there, and you know, I can't even remember how many were in crowd, but you know, it was good. It was going to be five thousand plus. You know, and, and you know, and they're all going to be excited and they're all going to be disappointed if you're not 4-0 up after 10 minutes do you know what I mean and it, it's you know it's them expectations as well that you've got to handle and yeah. I, I think 
that's where perhaps we did come in good, you know, the the more experienced players, because we can tell you what it's going to be like, and we can exactly we can we can sort of calm you down, and we can say you know tell you what's going to happen, and you know to ignore the crowd at start if we don't score early doors, and do you know what I mean? And 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 I think that's where you know that's where we got it all right. That full-time whistle goes. Obviously, we win 2-0. Yeah. We, you know the results from elsewhere. You've gone up. Yeah. Hometown club, you're on the pitch. You know, you, you've got visions of yourself in your head uh, as a fan watching. And what's going through your mind? That is it a case of, I'm here now. I've peaked. This, this is me. This is my journey. If, if I'm being honest with you, it was one of them where, you know, I'd had, I'd had a great career. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, Played loads of games, played every everywhere. At, I think there were two grounds. Man United and Liverpool. I didn't play at. That's the only two grounds that I didn't get to play on. And you know, yeah, for, wow. for a for a kid from Shiro, you know that that had nothing as a kid, and you know, dad's working that pit seven days a week. And do you know what I mean? And never had a car. Never, you know, never had any money. Never, never had anything, mate. And for me to have gone and done that. Um, and to then come back and do what we did and get promotion, I mean, I couldn't have wished a, a, a better way of ending my professional career. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. And and you know to to sort of to to be able to end it and have a great time. We you know I, I had sort of mates from Shire, but they were on pitch with me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and and to be able to do that, mate, it's just it it, it it's just, even now I'm. You know, I'm emotional now. It was, it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And just watching, you know, during lockdown was uh, an interesting one. So all the videos came out of it. In fact, I actually saw a video that the club shared um, today because we've got Scunthorpe on Saturday um, in this season, and uh, the the club put out like a little throwback video today. I think Muzz managed to managed to score late on against the, the in in the season and, and things like that. And uh, it was just interesting to sort of see. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little first goal. Uh, I'm positive. I played left back that day. I'm probably totally wrong. Uh, I'm at that age, but I think I played left back and I played a ball back to Pilks. And just before he was about to boot it, it fucking bobbled up, jumped over his foot, <laughs> and lad went in and scored. I think I'm positive that's what happened. And it was like Jesus, uh, but I'm positive we won two one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Muz got Muz, Muz got both yeah. goals. Andy, you're nodding away. You'll remember this better than me. Like I say to every one of the guests, this was the first season I started watching. I was only what uh, eleven years old or so then. I didn't really understand football much. It was I just sort of went along ad hoc. So I can't really remember it, which is great for me doing this because it means I can just sit back and listen to your stories. But you're nodding along there, Andy. I'm sure you've I'm sure you've. Uh, Watch the video and had a little look at it. Yeah, I've, I've seen it today on, um, on on Mansfield's Facebook page, so uh, it does, does ring a few bells. And I think we spoke about it last night in terms of what what Muzza bought about running and the goals that yeah. he bought. And obviously yeah. th- that that performance against Scunthorpe just kind of typified what he did bring to the club in terms of the goals and and that little bit of class that we needed at the right time in the running. And he was he he put his foot in a few times, which. No, we did, yeah. That we needed at that point as well. Um, Definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, that's almost all we've got time for in terms of reflecting uh, on that. I'll end on the the last little thing there before we move uh, move on, and that's, of course, the scenes afterwards. 
you're off the pitch, all the fans have gone home, you can sort of still hear them singing around the streets, that sort of thing. When you get in the changing room and obviously the cans are flying and the atmosphere is great, what's going through your head when it all calms down? At what point does it sink in that we've done it, we've, we've got over the line, we've achieved what we wanted to achieve? I think it's what I think it's it's also funny because um, I went in and there was somebody one of camera crews were there and it was a woman presenter and she come and she said oh she saw I got the skipper's armband on and she didn't know my name and she says oh can you just say you know can I ask you a few questions and she says who are you I said fuck off and just carried it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I don't yeah. like the same response mate I'm not gonna lie. Well the thing is mate just. I'm not being funny, yeah. So you've come to you've come to do this purely because we've had a good time. You don't even know us. You yeah. don't really give a shit about the club. So fuck off. It were one of them, <laughs> mate. That's what I remember. Uh, do you know what? I have to just jump in there because obviously the line of work that I'm in now as a broadcaster and a journalist, well, obviously Mansfield's my team, so I know the players inside out, but I make a point of... Even if exactly. I didn't know them, get, getting to know them because it's just professional etiquette. It and is, if I was going into something like that, I would, I'd make sure that the captain of the, of the team, was. You, you've, you've, you've got to know that that is so, so poor. Disrespectful, mate. So poor. Disrespectful, yeah, it is. in my opinion, and show that they didn't really give a shit about Mansfield. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, even tonight, Craig, not being funny, but because you said we were going to talk about it, I've had to... I've, I've had laptop out and going through, you know, uh, and seeing what happened that season and, you know, rekindling memories just so that I, can, I have got, I can remember so that I can talk to you properly. Do you know what I mean? But again, that's the professionalism, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's so, that's so much appreciated because it just makes it so much better. I've had interviews before. I've been on the other, other side of it where I've interviewed players who I won't, won't name yeah. um, and I've not used it, but the answer's been, yeah, we're all right. Yeah, we had a good group of players. And you're really, really struggling to get questions and get conversations. But yeah. it's just that little thing, isn't it, of just being that little bit of professional courtesy of and, is, and getting over the line. So it's so disappointing to hear that, that someone was was like that. But I, if I'd have been the lads in the dressing room, I'd have been absolutely laughing. And, you know, if, yeah. I'd, if there'd been some... Uh, some beers around or some champagne popping around. I'd have been uh, firing that at the camera as well yeah. and going, get out, exactly. get on your bike. <laughs> it's all right, though, because there was loads that did know and there was loads, do you know what I mean? They're all yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, that, I just, you know, something that just pisses you off. Mm. Should have been, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I remember that vividly, you know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, you can't be promotion. Can and there's, you've got to remember as well, there's a bit of a, you know, a, a down to it as well because when you're all sat there and it's all done and you've done it and it's it, all of a sudden you sat there, you know, stripped off naked and, and you sat there where you can and it's like you can breathe again, you know, because you know you've just gone a season where you know, you know, last couple of months especially you, you you're thinking are we going to make it? Are we not? Are we? Do you know what I mean? All them pressures and then all of a sudden it's all gone. But then. We thrive on pressure as well as footballers, I think, Andy, don't we? And, you know, that's that's part and parcel of what we love. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, why, yeah. because of the pressure. And, and, I, and I think that's what got, got us over the line again, yeah, wasn't it? it? Was, that mate, kind yeah. of desire, that little bit of pressure. We knew that from, from the town's perspective, it had been a long time since yeah. they'd last been promoted. And, yeah. you know, we, we wanted to do it for 
ourselves, our family, but also the town. And I think yeah. that was reflected when we went out that evening as well. The whole town was absolutely like, yeah. absolutely buzzing. It was uh, one of, well, certainly the best night of, uh, I've, I've had in, in terms of uh, football. I still guarantee now if you went out now and, you know, you 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 were recognised, you wouldn't have to buy a drink because things like that stay with you forever. Whether I've it's never bought a goal drink anyway. Moment. <laughs> I know, I, I've heard I'd, I'd the g- stories. I mean, a quid's a quid for Andy White. So if he's, if he's, <laughs> I, I've heard rumours that when there's them party poppers and you get them little bit of cardboard things, if they're in a club and it's dark, he picks them up thinking they're pound coins. So, uh, <laughs> it's a long way to spend down, to be fair, Craig. It is, man. Yeah, probably get injured on the way back up as well, but there you go. Uh, Right, it's it's been uh, great having a little chat about that. We're going to come back to uh, the here and now in a minute, but you're a competitive person, Robbo, and I absolutely love that. Pilks is, uh, you know, sort of slated you for the golf a little bit, saying that he's better than you, and you're sort of letting him have it. But this is perfect time for a little bit of revenge because we've got a bit of a feature on on the show, a little bit of fun and games where we do a bit of a sports themed quiz. All right. So it's not about, it's not all about you. It's all about sport in in general. Um, It's called uh, Mansfield town, a question of sport. You'll face nine questions themed all around sport. The first letters of which will spell out the word Mansfield. So the first answer will begin with an M then an A and then an N and then so on and so on and so on. And I'll make it easy for you because the way I'll ask the questions will be which M, which A, etc., etc. It's against the clock. Um, a wrong answer is plus five seconds. A pass is plus ten. So it's worth a go even if you don't know. So if you don't know, just say something random because okay. the time really does matter. And I'll let you know as well that sometimes uh, if it's a name, for example, uh, it could be a surname, not necessarily a, a, a first name. So, uh, for example, if it was... Uh, Andy White, it could obviously be the A, but it, for, for somebody else, it might be the M. So it might be like, I don't know, uh, Murray for Adam Murray could be an A or an M. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, got you, mate. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, we're going to take it on as always. Andy will see uh, how he does as well as, as he plays along. Um, and then we'll, see, uh, then we'll see how we get on. So uh, let's go in three, two, one. Which M is traditionally 26.2 miles long? You've run two of them. Which A scored three times in the last four games to help the Stags get promoted in 2001-2002? Which N is the former host of the sports game show they think it's all over? No idea. Which S is the winter sport where the terms stale fish and mule kick are used? Skiing. Which F is the numerical value of snooker's blue ball? Which I was a Welsh striker famous for two spells at Liverpool between 1980 and 1996? Which E beat Stephen Hendry in the 2002 World Championship Snooker Finals? Oh, don't know. Which L is the basketball team for which LeBron James currently plays? And finally, which D is the nationality of the current England football women's team boss, Serena Weigman? Danish. And we'll stop the clock. How do you think you did there, Andy? Can I have a little top up whilst you uh, have, a, have, you, have a think? Pretty well, pretty well. Um, there was a few few tricky ones in there, but uh, I think you managed to get them. Who was the snooker player? Ebden. Yeah, it's going to be close. Uh, let's have a look at this. I'm hopeless at snooker. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, though, I've won. Just to let you know, I've already turned <laughs> it round. Pilks were decent <laughs> yesterday, though, Robbo. He's, he was always a bit of one of them, though, mate, weren't he? I said that. I he's said that. Bastard. I said he's always into he's into his quizzes. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he liked his stats and all that lot, didn't he? Oh, 
I'm going to see. Where's Pilks' sheet? Let's see what he got yesterday. You can't say Pilks' so yes sheet. Oh, sorry. I thought it said shy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never say that about him. He was my hero, so I, I'd, I'd never say that about him, to be fair. So uh, I use standards of uh, no. for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. Well, he managed to do it yesterday in... Where's that gone? Uh, he got eight in one minute 20 yesterday with the penalties. Time-wise, it's very, very close. You got five correct and five wrong, which gives you a total time of 125 but you were quicker over like before penalties so yeah. you get some victory from it you were quicker than pilks, pilks honest, it in one ten, but got more right if we had 100 meters now i'd do him <laughs> no problem. i think we should i think we need to make this happen i think we, we should make it happen we'll get you out on the golf course hey we'll get you get you doing a quiz and then we'll get you over 100 meters and see who wins in all seriousness get us out on golf course and uh, and i'll tell you i'll have him uh, what's he off, by the way? What did he say he's off now? He didn't, did he? I don't, no, I think he wouldn't. Just be a bit, it, would, it, it, it was very reserved. Yeah, it would that, be. We'll say that. It was very reserved, weren't you, Andy? Very reserved. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was, he was off about nine, I think. He weren't bad. I mean, that's nearly like five. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm quiet. But to be fair, I did go up to 5.3 at one point this year. You know what I mean? Let it slip. <laughs> Just get yourself back out there, mate. Get yourself back out there. I say it's some new handicaps. Fucking... How is it? All yeah. Right. Do you play golf? I, I try, yeah. I, did, I didn't do when I played for Stags, but no, when, no. I, when I worked man, later on in, in my career, I started. So I play off about 21. I'm no, I'm no good. Oh, so you don't. Well, unless it's... <laughs> unless it's a cl- unless it's a clown on a windmill, that's, that's, that's about yeah. my level. Crazy golf's where I'm at, and even then, you need to you need to have your hard hat on because I'll be ducking them. Oh, I remember once I've, on, on holiday, I very very nearly uh, hit a kid in the head because there was a course which went over the top. <laughs> so you play, I'm playing over this bridge, and no word of a lie, I'm there trying to play this little stroke across. It's bounced off the little concrete curb, bounced up in the air, dropped over this yeah over <laughs> this bridge. And I've just I've just shouted heads. Miss <laughs> must have missed this kid by so much. Me and the missus just legged it. Bless we were gone. Bless Scorecard were gone, and we were out of there. I've never run so fast in my life. But there you go. Uh, right, let's uh, move it uh, move it on to, to round things up. Obviously, you know you're a big Stags fan at heart as well. You must have been keeping an eye on the results and, and how well we're doing this season. Yeah. Years on it, it looks like we could do it again. It's looking good, mate, isn't it? And you know the run that they've just had is 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 brilliant isn't it i know we had a good we had a good start didn't we when at the year we went up we went six or seven games maybe something like that unbeaten but um yeah i mean to to do what they've done to be on a run like they've had it's it's fantastic isn't it you know and and again that that's how it works i know myself i've had i've had runs at, at various clubs and you know you get on a run and you can be t- you can be 2 up before you get to a a place, do you know what I mean? You're going for a kickoff, and you're that confident because at run you're on that you know you're already two up, and and that's how you feel as a player. You know when you get on them on on them runs, uh, and yes, I know they lost in midweek, but again, it weren't a bad loss, was it? I'm sure I looked um, at one point, and you know the amount of possession stags it had was far outweighed what. Um, yeah, we we should have got a point there. We had a we yeah. had a man sent off, which were never a red card, which were appealing, and yeah, just what just one of them things. We just couldn't score. We're missing our top goal scorer. Yeah, had a bit of a rest at the minute, so just one of them things. We expected to lose that. We have got seven left, and yeah. you look at how tight it is. 
it's it's ridiculous. It, it's going to yeah. go to the wire. And as a, as a fan, that's so exciting, though, isn't it? And I imagine as a player, it, it would be as well. I, I bet you'd love to yeah, have one last throw of the dice. Get Cluffy on the phone and say, I'll do a bit for you. It's fine. Uh, uh, and the thing is, as well, Craig, you know, you asked earlier them sort of <laughs> questions, but with seven games to go, listen at you, the excitement and that. You know, what a great seven games that's going to be, you know, uh, and 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 that's what it's about, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it's about playing them games and winning them games and, you know, seeing where seeing you are in the table and seeing you move up and, you know, you have the odd thing, you go back down and you start, you know, different emotions go through you again and, <clears> you know, it's all that, mate. And that's that's what, when, when you have finished, it's hard to recreate out like that. Do you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. I do... You know, I, I said I really enjoyed running marathon and that was a great experience. But apart from that, there's nothing I've done that can compete. And that's why, you know, you talk about mental health earlier and, and football. I think that's the biggest issue for, for us, you know, us as beans, because we can never we can never do it again. And, you know, it's and, you know, what what we felt and had then we can never have again and, and I, I think that's for me is the hardest thing to to come to terms with luckily because I've got a job that you know 24-7 um, I don't get time to think about it but you know I know I, I know I, I, I you know I don't suffer with mental health but at the same time I can see why people do mm. you know what I mean yeah absolutely um, yeah no, I that's a really important message as well to, to get to players that are in there now coming to the, towards the back end of their yeah. career, making sure you've got something afterwards to, to fall into. Because it, it's when you look at it and, and strip it down in terms of career, it's actually quite short because yeah. if I was a footballer now, I'd be at the back end of my career. I'm 31. I've yeah. got my whole life ahead of me. That's yeah. It's so strange to, to, to think about it in in that context it is mate yeah it's, it's really weird really weird yeah. well what we'll have to do is we'll have to make sure that towards the end of the season we get your diary free on a Saturday and we'll have to get you up to to a game and you'll have to come in in, in the fans and sample the atmosphere and, and yeah. relive it but I think another thing is important to do as well I think this is a big reason Andy isn't it why we wanted to have these conversations and relive those memories it's if you can connect with people and keep talking one thing which really really has interested me is the fact that everybody we spoke to has always been yeah well I'm still in contact with this person with, with that person because it was such a special group yeah I think yeah. social media has helped hasn't it in that respect because I didn't uh, you know I, I didn't I didn't ever talk to Andy again I probably won't after this because he's shit but <laughs> I'd, I'd have probably never talked to him again do you know what I mean but to see to see the boys and even if it's through social media and just dropping the odd text and you know, catching up and seeing what Andy's up to and, you know, I've seen his back garden and all that stuff. Do you know what I mean? How, how neat and tidy he'd made it that night. But it's just it's just lovely because that, that makes you think about, that makes me think about Andy because I've just seen I've just mm. seen him on Facebook or, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and even Chrissy Greenacre over in New Zealand, you know, I, I still have a conversation with him, you know, over, over social media and that. Do you know what I mean? And no matter what he says, he is ginger. I'm just saying. Well, you know, I'm just putting. I mean, I mean, if he's managing to survive because there's you know sunshine over there, then I'm going to say he's not ginger because as a clear ginger myself, gingers die in (laughs) any bit of sunshine. So unless he's got some real like factor one hundred, he's probably not a ginger. But there you go. He's a definite ginger, mate. No matter what he thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic! I'm looking forward to getting him on in a few weeks as well. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, Uh, Robert, thanks so much. 
I will do. Thanks so much for your time, mate. There's two uh, questions we have to end to, to end on. Uh, the first one is, of course, your message to the to the Stags fans and uh, a little one to Skip as well. I'm going to be with him on on Saturday, so I can make sure I, I get it played for him as well. So, what's your message to Skip? What's your message to the, uh, the the Stags fans that are listening and watching this? To Skip, I just I just want to say uh, it's a shame. You know, do you know when he took over? What a great bloke and that, but. I think he took over and we got the promotion. But unfortunately, obviously, stepping up a league, you know, not not perhaps not having the money, you know, to, to make that work. You know, I think it, it, it's a big shame that he didn't get a better, a, more time. Do you know what I mean? Because he deserved mm. that. You know, he'd done a great job at club with kids and everything. And I don't think they gave him long enough. And I wish it had gone better for him. And I genuinely mean that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And to the fans? Uh, to the fans. Fucking. Hopefully, you'll be doing exactly what uh, end of this season what you did uh, with me and Andy after he after he scored that second goal. Bless him. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. I managed to get away with a, a whole show of not bringing that goal up. Oh, no, we've he's, got to bring that goal week. up, mate. We've got to bring that every, up. He's on at me every show for bringing, for, for bringing them goals up, especially that Cheltenham game as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's, it's, just, it's just nice, Robo, isn't it, to reconnect it's and to kind of re, relive those those memories. Yeah. And like you say, we stay connected through, through Facebook. We stay involved in each other's lives, yeah. even if it is just checking on a few posts. But that's enough, you know. That's what, yeah. what we're there for. And who knows? We'll, we'll, uh, we, maybe di- we maybe get that reunion game back up and running in my 25 years. Well, it's funny, mate. When you said it, um, I'm thinking, I I had to work out how old the rest of you are because I know I'm going to be fucking ancient, but... You know, yeah, rest of you would still be in your, you know, forties. <laughs> I know. I thought that when I, when I mentioned the game, I thought, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be forties, but Robbo's going to be kind of, you know, mid fit, mid fifties, and uh, you know. Crikey, yeah, still doing fine. it though, Rob. I'm still yeah, doing a job, mate. I, I guarantee you that. I guarantee you though, if if there's a date there, Rob will be the first there, armband on, shirt on, oh, leading, out, there, leading out the side. I'll be one hundred percent. We'll even have to get a, a crate of Mansfield bitter like we had that day. I can remember us drinking cans of Mansfield bitter in change room after. Yeah, well, well of course it would down road. Keep it local, lads. Keep it local. Keep it road. Yeah. 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 Lovely, lovely bitter. I know, mate. Not there now, lad. Uh, a lot. It's not then I like it. Somehow, it's somehow. Well. Uh, one, fi- uh, one final question, which we always end on this. A little bit of a fun one. Les Robinson, what's your favourite biscuit? Um, <laughs> I'm go- yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to go for a dark chocolate uh, digestive. Dark chocolate, bit of different there. Are we, are, we dun- are we dunking or are we going in without a dunk? Uh, we're just eating the whole packet in one hit. <laughs> yeah, not, that, that's out. Just a, a bit of word of advice, though. Obviously, it, it's dark chocolate for a reason, so you can eat an old packet because you're going to shit through Iron Needle next morning. What <laughs> <laughs> dark chocolate's in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.